Hello and welcome to Candy Talk. Today's topic is Mexican candies, specifically hard candies. Now I usually have someone to discuss this with, but today it's just me, so I'm going to be doing something a little different. First, I'll give you all a little background on our topic. Hard candy has been around since before the common era, but not in the sense that we know it. It was usually a piece of honey that was boiled with a nut or a piece of fruit in the middle. In Latin America, the pre-Columbian tribes boiled honey extracted from corn stalks, the agave, and prickly pear juices for uh, sweetener as sugarcane was not introduced to Latin America until the Spaniards brought it into Mexico. Some of those sweeteners are still used today. Hard candies as we know them were first recorded in the 17th century in three places, England, the U.S., and Latin America. The creators of it, it would boil the sugar at a high temperature and then add juices and spices. Some of the earliest known flavors of hard candy are peppermint, lemon, and licorice. In the early 20th century, after the Mexican Revolution, hard candy became very popular in Latin America. Candy making had become more sophisticated over the past three centuries, and makers were now able to make more complicated flavors. Taking inspiration from Aztec and Mayan societies, Candy makers added spicy flavors to their candy, making them all the more unique to Latin American candy making. Now that you have some background, I invite you to close your eyes and imagine you are a kid again. If you are a kid already, you're fine. You are walking down the road and you see a candy shop and decide to enter. If you have never been in a Latin American candy store, you are in for surprise. Let's compare the two right now. Let's say you walk into a candy store in America. You walk in and hear the bell ring. You walk in and you hear the modern music playing, and it's probably a pop song of that era. You are greeted by an overwhelming smell of chocolate. There is a single clerk who greets you as you begin to wander the store. It's not the biggest store. The wall on the left and the right are full of regular hard, chewy candy and sugar-based candies. They are familiar. They are all familiar. Uh, gummy worms, jawbreakers, candy bones, etc. You come to the back wall where there's a wide selection of gourmet sodas and drinks, each more expensive than the last. On the right was, is a jelly bean dispenser with flavors you didn't even know existed. Finally, you come to where the overwhelming smell is coming from. You see a counter display full of all kinds of chocolates and neatly displayed truffles. Now let's try that again, but in a Latin American candy shop. You walk in again and hear the bell. That is the only familiar thing in this one compared to the American candy shop. You look around and see there's a wide variety of colors and candies with no organization except for brand. You listen and you hear an upbeat song. Oh, it's unfamiliar. It makes, it makes the candy shop nicer. Not knowing what to do, you begin to look around. There are shells upon shells of candy that you've never heard of. Bon Bon Bum, Portico, Revo Caldias, Lemon 7, and many more. Where the clerk is, you see several large jugs of colorful drinks, Agua Frescas. With no idea what candy to get, you go up to the clerk and ask what he would recommend. Enthusiastically, they begin to tell you about some of the most popular types of candies. 
Well, there's Lucas Mango Mexican Candy. It's powdery sugar candy that's perfect for dipping lollipops or even your own fingers into. Just make sure you don't eat your fingers. There's also Pilon Pilo Rico. It's a gel candy that you squirt into your mouth. But be careful, it's very spicy. Lots of chili powder in that one. If you want a real treat, though, my best recommendation would have to be Pico Gomas. It's a delightful convection of strawberry, tamarind, watermelon, and a hard, then chewy, spicy gummy candy covered in chili. If you can't decide, I'd say you go over with the largest assorted candy bin and take a handful. Several of them, actually. That should be the most enjoyable experience for you. Okay, you can open your eyes now. Now I'll tell you how I became interested in these candies. I became interested in these candies from an early age. I grew up in a diverse community. On Halloween, you would hit different parts of town and get different types of candies. My friends and I would be given begin early in the evening on Garnet Mesa, where we would predominantly be given name-brand candies, Hershey's, Twix, Reese's, etc. Then we would go to the west side of town, where we were given all types of homemade candies, Mexican-style and others from around Latin America. My favorite were always chili powder dipped watermelon lollipops handed out by the Chavez family. Before I end this, I'd like to thank my sources that helped me put together this little podcast. Planet Taco, A Global History of Mexican Food, a book written by Jeffrey Pilcher. Another book written by Jeffrey Pilcher is Food and the Making of Mexican Identity. Uh, another, uh, two articles that were very helpful in this was Denise Torres' Mexican Candies, A Sweet Mestizo Heritage from Days of Spanish Conquest. And Lynn Rosado Casper's article, In Mexico Preserving Tradition of Candies Crafted in the Convents. Thank you to all my sources. My conclusion for this podcast is very simple. Candy is a big part of any culture, but the uniqueness of Latin American candies make it all the more important there. This has been Candy Talk. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.